You're listening to Behind the Headlines, a weekly news talk show hosted by the Express News Group, publishers of the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, and 27East.com, and featuring distinguished journalists from the East End to discuss what's news on the North and South Forks of Long Island. The program airs on WLIWFM 88.3 and 96.9 on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. and repeats Sundays at 1 p.m. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of the Express News Group. I'm joined today by my co-host, Joe Shaw, I should say, is uh, our normal our normal host is still on vacation. So I'm joined today by my co-host, Annette Hinkle, the arts and living editor of the Express News Group. Good morning, Annette. Hey, Bill. How are you? Good. And we should mention that uh, you might have to jump off toward the end of the show. So if she disappears from the TV screen, uh, don't be alarmed. Um, our great panelists today are our regular guest, Denise Civiletti, publisher and editor of Riverhead Local. Good morning, Denise. Good morning. How are you? Good. Brian Cosgrove, host of the Afternoon Ramble right here on WLIWFM 88.3. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. And Jessica Mackin, co-publisher and editor of the James Lane Post. Good morning, Jessica. It's nice to see you here again. Good morning. Great to see you. And it is fall, right? I mean, it's uh, we're recording this on Friday, but it is crisp this morning. The dogs went out and came back in and they were shivering and they're like, close the door, Dad. It was just, it's nice. The sun's out. It's beautiful. Um, as we move into this season, though, there's a lot of stuff still going on on the East End, Brian, right? I mean, there's a, a bunch of different festivals and, and music stuff going on this weekend. Yeah, we uh, we went up. Um, the radio station, WLIWFM, is a uh, main stage partner for the Sag Harbor Music Festival, which kind of got underway. Well, it didn't kind of. It got underway last night, Thursday night, with the parade. And we went over to the uh, the brewery Kids Squid for a little, you know, some of the folks uh, who organized it uh, got together. And um, Bill, as you know, the Sag Harbor Express is another main stage partner of uh, the Sag Harbor American Music Festival. <clears throat> so it's such a great opportunity because as all we all know, because we live here year round, um, and, I, and I know through the radio station, there's so many talented musicians out here. And this is the perfect opportunity uh, this Saturday and Sunday um, all day long, starting in the morning and going to, I think, like five o'clock each day to see a ton of basically locally based singers, songwriters and bands, but there's other folks as well. And um, it's free. You know, there's a couple of paid events, uh, but for like 90 percent of it, all these shows are free and there's like a new one every half hour. So um, it's awesome. actually, actually um, I heard, you know, this year, I think everything is free. They're not having any paid shows. Um because um, they they decided to do the whole thing outside. So usually they in the past they have done paid shows at the Whalers Church and Bay Street Theater. Um, but this year they were able to raise enough funds from sponsors that they don't they aren't going to have any ticket charges at all. They, they got was, away, um, they got away from that I think during COVID, and during, right? And, yeah, during and the pandemic, they, liked they, it. they they didn't they couldn't have any indoor events, of course. So they were able to last year they were able to get grants. From the government to help make up the ticket prices that they lost and not being able to sell tickets and then this year when the board met they thought well let's everybody loved having it free so let's just pick up more sponsorship so they really ramped up their sponsorship um drive and were able to raise enough money to make the whole festival free and outdoors so That's a great thing yeah yeah well and they have like i mean you just walk through the through the village and there's different there's different um acts playing throughout the village right i mean is that mm -hmm. yeah goes, right you got yep. the two main stages um that the marine park under the tent and then there's the steinbeck park is an open air stage um and then a lot of the the retail shops and like restaurants will have smaller acts in in you know, mostly outdoors i think um the only one i think that maybe even inside this year is lt burger and they're just having like a solo um instrumentalist inside um but i think they're trying to make it because you know the weather is always they've been really lucky with weather i mean last night was um was damp but i don't think it's going to be bad but i think that they've timed it so if for some reason it does rain they can move the act from the open air 
Steinbeck stage over to the Marine Park tent. So at least there'll be a cover. Um, so they, 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 you know, they've really thought it out to try to like deal with the weather and whatnot, but it looks to me like they're going to have a pretty good go of it this weekend. Yeah. And like you said, Bill, we, we do this, uh, we take this on, on Friday morning. So, um, Ed German is doing, uh, or he did, I guess we'll, we'll say it, put it that way now, since this is going to run Saturday and Sunday. Ed did a live Friday night soul, hopefully. Wow. <laughs> yeah, starting at 7 o'clock from the Marine <clears throat> Park stage, which, uh, you know, that, I mean, that's worth that's worth it right there. That's worth the price of admission, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially so, when it's free. <laughs> so what does it what does it mean to the to the village and that to just bring all these people in on on a September weekend and I mean it you know draws thousands of people right every year it does but I also feel like this is a real event for those of us who live out here year round uh, um do you know what I mean like I yeah you definitely get people that come out specifically for it but it almost feels like this is the reward for having worked hard all summer uh, um you know what I mean and it's kind of nice because you can just you can just bop around and, you know, like I was talking to Kelly Dodds, who's the founder of the festival. And she said, it's so it's family friendly. So you can have kids in strollers. And, and if the kids act up, you just roll away and you can go on to another act. So um, it's just, it's sort of just a nice end of the season. You know, Harbor Fest is also fun, but I feel like Harbor Fest comes so close to, um, you know, when we're, it's just right after Labor Day. So we're all still kind of amped up from that, but you know, now you're getting in, like you were saying, the cooler weather and it just feels like, okay, now we're sort of resettling in and those of us that live here are getting back out and actually enjoying some of what the, what this place has to offer um, and not working quite so hard as right. we had in the summer. That That's awesome. And Jessica, there's a couple other um, events going on, um, you know, th this weekend yeah. in, in Hampton Bays and, and Greenport. And, and I was wondering, you know, I mean, you know, and that you had said it, it's it's a lot for, for locals, but I think a lot of these um, festivals were intended to kind of extend the season right into the, into the shoulder season, maybe not in, in Sag Harbor, but these other events, but do we even have a shoulder season anymore, Jessica, or, or is it just. Yeah. It seems like it's, I feel like the summer was so busy. We're like, September feels like a normal summer or something. Right. It's, it's really um, just been, um, and you see these festivals, like you have the San Gennaro Festival this weekend in Hampton Bays, and you have the Maritime Festival in Greenport. And next week, um, September Fest in, in Southampton is back, which is great. So it's nice that like every Hamlet sort of has its thing going on. Um, and it, you know, brings in business and, and, you know, a little bit of everything. So, but it's, I think it is really nice to, for um, the year round people here to have that, um, especially after a crazy summer. Sure. Kind of relax a little bit yeah. and just enjoy what everybody else has been enjoying all, all summer. I, I haven't been to the, to the Greenport festival, Denise, do you, is that something you go to? Is that? Oh, we don't cover it per se, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I've been to it. And of course we were doing, um, Southall local for a number of years and we covered it then. Um, we even marched in the opening parade, <laughs> but um, it's a really fun festival. I mean, it's a, a really good time. Uh, it's got a pirate theme. There's always lots of interesting boats and vendors and um, you have to speak you know, in pirate. Is that, is that a requirement? Hi <laughs> matey. That's as good <laughs> as I can do. Um, but um, you know, it's just, it's really a lot of fun and I believe it benefits the uh, East end seaport museum. So uh -huh. it's, it's for a good cause. And if the weather's good, you know, Greenport's such a, a pretty little village. It really yeah, is. It's beautiful. Um, it's a nice stroll. And, you know, there's always lots of good food, which is something uh, very important to me. Um, and and it's fun. Music, you know, crafts. It's it's a good time. So uh, it, it makes travel at a time that's already kind of difficult on the North Fork. Um, uh exceptionally difficult <laughs> so but you know yeah that's the start of traffic is, season you know, on the north fork right? I, I you know I, I live in kind of western riverhead on the uh edge of calverton sort of and um it it took me 45 minutes to get to hallockville which is kind wow. of on the you know border between uh riverhead and southwell uh last saturday 
And then there was that's such not, a that's not that such far a, out. It's not. It's <laughs> you know. It's it's like it's usually maybe a ten minute ride, yeah. but it was bumper to bumper on Sound Avenue the whole way, and it, you know it was kind of crazy, but. That's I got the, a, I got to update and refresh my uh, Sound Avenue traffic photos, so you know there's oh, always a silver lining. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's behind the headlines. It's the, the pumpkin picking, I'm sure, right now is. Um, uh, it's about it's, to get really, you know, hot and heavy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're still picking apples, I think. You know, but but yeah. And in and in Hampton Bay's the San Gennaro feast is returning after a two year hiatus um because of of the the pandemic i think everybody's looking forward to that joe shaw and i will be out there most of the day on saturday um looking to drum up subscribers um so we're going to have a little table there free t-shirts for new subscribers and some maybe some treats for uh for people who are already sub sub subscribers so come on by and say hello and um encourage joe shaw to to participate in the cannoli <clears throat> eating contest because i think he could I, I think he could walk away with it um you know he just needs a little uh, a little push in in that direction and that's just uh saturday and, and sunday it's it's a great it's a great great festival there's lots of food lots of free entertainment um it's on a good ground park uh, or Good Ground Road, I'm sorry, in Hampton Bays by the train station, and um, thousands of people, um, you know, come out every every year for that, and it just promises to be uh, to be a really good time. Um, I've never been to that. I, I've I always used to enjoy the one in the city when I lived in yeah. the city, um, but I've never been to the one in Hampton well, Bays. Maybe I'll check it out. Come on down, and they they emulate. You should come down. They 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 okay. do emulate the one in the city. There's there's the parade and the statue um, of of San Gennaro and, you know, and they bring that along and um, there's a grand marshal and, you know, and all that. And then just all the all the Italian food you can you can imagine. I can um, definitely lure Peter with with a uh, get cannoli. There's, there's a cannoli eating contest. That's his favorite pizza, thing. <laughs> pizza eating contest. I think there's a meatball eating contest. I, look. <laughs> I, we could all, if we all show up, we could clean up. I mean, we could just do it. I think, I think Brian, you could, you could probably eat some meatballs, and you know, Joe Shaw the cannolis, and we'll, we'll just. Uh, we'll I clean. could go pro with eating. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have. I just don't get paid, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good work if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, this is Behind the Headlines on WLIWFM. Um, I'm Bill Sutton, managing editor of the Express News Group, joined by Annette Hinkle from the Express News Group, Jessica Mackin from uh, James Lane Post, Denise Civiletti from Riverhead Local, and Brian Cosgrove right here from WLIWFM. Um, we're going to talk about, I know, uh, Jessica, you wanted to talk about it. So it would have been past tense by the time this airs, but there was a press conference scheduled uh for for friday um regarding a, a statewide uh ban on selling animals raised in in puppy mills right correct um so there's a local animal shelter such as arf um ken animal shelter and southampton animal shelter are holding a press conference uh this morning um to urge the governor to sign um this piece of legislation that has been passed um so it's the ban on puppy mills. Um, it, it's, it's the ban of sale within retail stores. So this would ban um, retail pet shops from selling uh, dogs, cats, and rabbits. Um, so instead of selling them, you know, because of, I guess the large majority of these animal sales come from um, puppy mills, uh, animal mills and, and such. So, um, which are known for their inhumane actions and whatnot. Um, so this would really, they would replace, um, the animal shops could work with the local shelters to provide animals that could be, um, sold or adopted by, um, those who were purchasing, um, animals from the, from the retail shops. So, um, that hasn't passed, it was passed this spring, but they are urging the government to sign it. And uh, Denise, they tried this in in Riverhead locally, right? And um, it's had it had uh, mixed results. Well, uh, the town uh, the town board passed a, a local law to 
do exactly what uh, Jessica described on the town level. And um, it um, was quite promptly challenged by um, um, the two uh, pet dealers in, in the town of Riverhead. And, um, and as well as uh, one of the lawsuits, an organization of uh, pet dealers joined in. Um, and those, um, those two lawsuits are pending. The judge in the case granted uh, a stay while um, the matter is sorted out. And um, so, so the pet stores, are, pet stores are still operating. They are still operating. Uh, the stay is as good as, as long as it takes the, the case to be resolved. Um, and what what the uh, pet dealers are seeking is a permanent injunction that would you know permanently ban enforcement of the law. Um, so uh, I mean, it could become moot, I guess, if um, a, a state law is passed that does the same thing. Um, right. And uh, I don't know. I I, um, I, I have so, to. So I if I if I, that. I if I if I remember correctly, I mean the argument from from the pet stores were was that 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 they were responsible and that they weren't getting their animals from these so-called puppy mills that they were getting getting their their animals from um, you know certified breeders and responsible breeders who took care of the animals and 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 that was their 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 argument anyway, correct. Well, that was one of the arguments that they yeah. made that, you know, they're they're responsible and um, they are getting their animals from breeders that are, um, you know, kind of like approved by the USDA. And right. I mean, the, the problem is that up the line, the, the regulation is not so good, you know, so yeah. uh, a lot can go on and uh, escape any kind of enforcement action by the regulatory powers that be. Um, and, um, you know just about all of these puppies coming from these massive breeders are puppy milled puppies. I mean, they're milled animals um, and they're kept in uh, horrendous conditions. And more pointedly, the, the, the dogs that um, are bred are kept in horrendous, horrendous conditions. I mean, they're just treated so cruelly. They're just constantly being bred and constantly having litters and it takes a toll on on their health um and the conditions in these places are just horrific if you look into it i mean um most of them are completely um they're just nauseating to to, to see yeah. and experience um and the puppies because of this repeated breeding and the conditions that they're they're whelped in and stuff they're they're you know a lot of them have a lot of health problems um so it's and, uh, and not much a of a not not much of a quality of life no, is, is, no. is 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 it an especially not for the mother dogs yeah. look it, and and I, I don't think there's anybody here that would argue against you know trying to 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 change that that industry and you know i've got dogs and my dogs have always been rescue dogs and i've always gotten my dogs from the shelters and um, and, and I believe that the dogs, when you adopt a dog or a pet from a shelter, I think they they know that, that you've kind of saved them from, you know, from from some kind of other fate and all that. And they're and they're great pets and, you know, and and all that. But is this kind of an overreach to to and we've had this discussion before. The, so, so you have these businesses that are in business of selling selling dogs, which. Uh, devil's advocate or are a commodity um you know to to people who want to buy a purebred dog that has uh you know a guaranteed lineage and and all that and here comes the the towns or the or the state to come in and, and try to control um those businesses and tell them you know what 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 they can sell is it not better to try to um attack these these puppy mills and change these puppy mills and change those those conditions what do you think brian is it a, is it an overreach or or are we you know are, are they on the right track here i well you bring up a good point i you know i think it's basically about you know just the basic thing is making sure the animals are treated well 
that's that's I think that's the basic thing. And there's nothing you're right. There's nothing wrong if somebody wants to have, you know, I think one of the fairly popular is is it called a labradoodle, I think, is been yeah. a very popular dog. And, you know, there's if someone wants to have a purebred or, you know, they found they mix breeds and they come up with something that people are drawn to. I guess, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I think at the same time, Bill, you you put up a, you know, I mean, you know, and everybody who's got a, I've gotten a pets from a shelter. It's a good reminder. I think it's a really, it should be a really strong reminder for somebody before they go out and do that to realize how many pets are sitting in cages and shelters. And, you know, some of them may, you know, have to face, you know, the ultimate uh, tragic because the shelter can't, you, you get the idea. Yeah. So you're right. It, it, it's, it's a tough one, but I think they should, they should make sure that, you know, it's, it's everything is beyond the up and up if they are going to, if they're going to do purebreds and sell them. And, you know, it's like you said, it's a commodity, but it's not like, you know, to, to, it's not to like be, a chicken, like chickens or that's a whole other thing. Huh. Right? A lot of people are concerned about that, but it's, it shouldn't be, you know, it's a tough one, but I, I don't mind the chickens, but the rooster in the in, in the in my neighbor's yard, I, I have oh. a little issue with. But <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it's they're not a commodity to me. My my pets are 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 my family, but I I think to to a lot of people, um, you know, not not everybody feels the same way. So I'm not sure where 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 that line is yeah that's why i don't you know i don't know if there are some people just want to get a labradoodle and i, I don't mean to pick on people who have labradoodles but to some like well, i don't the, know have the, you seen the labradoodles the mindset, <laughs> the mindset of you know do i just want to have one because you know that's the flavor of the month i think some of, i think some of it i think the labradoodles are particularly um wanted because they also were very hyper hypoallergenic like i have friends who got mm -hmm. them because they had kids who had dog allergies and this was like the one breed that made them not sneeze uh, so. I, I mean also i mean look i just um this summer lost my two dogs uh, uh -huh. they were elderly and um yeah it was the end of their lifespan but um I'm saying this very dispassionately, but I still have a hard time uh, holding myself together when I think of even think about them. Um, but I, you know, I I really I've never not had a dog, and yeah. I want to have another dog. Um, but I cannot I I can no longer I'm not handle a hundred pound goofy lab, which is what I had two of. Sure and, you can. Uh, Oh, you know, and also having lived with them through the end of their lives, um, you know, I've, I've come to realize that I want to, as an older person now, I mean, I, I want to have a dog that I can pick up if they need help getting up on yeah. the floor. <laughs> and I mean, it got extremely challenging with um, particularly the, my one dog, it was the bigger of the two. They were um, litter mate sisters. And um but so like I would like to get kind of a smaller dog and to some extent um, when you um, adopt a dog from a shelter, it's a bit of a gamble. You never know really what you're going to get and, you know, how big it's going to be. Um, Just to let you know, our has a so. couple really adorable little guys up for adoption right now. They're like Chihuahua mixes and they are absolutely adorable. Just putting it out there. <laughs> I, I think I want to wait another little bit. I do. Like I just, I, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, I definitely want to adopt another dog or two or six. Um, I look at the pictures of the, that they have on the shelters, Facebook and stuff. And it's just like, they're all so cute. Yeah. I want them all. You know, Bill, you, you also, Bill, you also mentioned, I think you mentioned rabbits and, you know, that, that I just, I can't wrap my head around these people who get, you know, for around Easter. And then su supposedly yeah. there's, there's a concern that people get them for whoever. And then they, you know, a couple of weeks after Easter, these rabbits are left. And there's also been some um, concern about cats, people who come out 
They no. attach to them when they go back to wherever they go, they leave them, you know, and I think there's something there. I mean, this, this must be a concern. So again, this, that, that's, that's tragic to do that. It, it is. And I know with, with the rabbits, that was, we wrote a couple stories during the pandemic. It was a big, it was a big issue during the pandemic that people were, you know, buying these rabbits for their kids and then releasing them out into the yard. And these rabbits are domestic. They have no idea how to how to cope or survive um, in the wild. And the big, you know, the big birds were coming down and other predators. And yeah, um, you know, and, and it's um, I've got some some, you know, I guess, wild rabbits in, in my yard. And I'm sure some of other you guys do, too. And these guys are pretty scrappy. I mean, yeah. domestic <laughs> rabbits and pet store rabbits. These guys are, you know, these guys are tough. You know, yeah. Yeah. To, to, to one of Denise's points too, though, I, I think that you know, and I'm, I'm continuing to play devil's advocate. A lot of the, a lot of the shelters, a lot of the dogs in the shelters are, um, you know, just just because of of of, of the way that it's that it's happened. Um, you know, they're they're. Their their pitties, their pit bull mixes, um, that type of thing, just because that, you know, pit bulls have become prevalent and so out, you know, in 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 the neighborhoods and 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 all that. The you know the pit bull mix gets into all these animals, and and a lot of people are are you know would be nervous to you know to adopt one of those animals. Although uh, my brother and his girlfriend had had a pity, and that was the sweetest dog I've I've ever met, and. Uh, not a, a single hair of aggression on on that dog's head, but you know, it, again, it, it's you know, Denise, you want to you want to you want to pick the kind of dog that you want, and and some people you know like specific breeds and and all that, and I just <clears throat> um, I, I just I I would like to see a campaign to, and I guess it becomes an interstate commerce thing too. If you have these puppy mills that are that are in the south and they're shipping dogs up here then that becomes hard for the state to control but i i would like to see the the puppy mills shut down and and a campaign to do that i'm not sure that um you know regulating what what a business on on the east end can sell but, but then, you know then you gotta go talk that. to georgia and places yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah, that, no, uh, seriously know, uh, or in pennsylvania even i mean you know that's the fact of the matter is the vast majority of these mills are not in the state of New York. Not that there aren't any, but the vast majority of them are out of state. So well, the retail, you know, the point of sale regulation is all all we have here to do anything to impact that. Um, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. With the, you know, with the passing of the Queen, I didn't know much about. <laughs> but with the Corgis, you know, she was evidently the. the uh, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth had corgis her entire life, and I was if the thought came to me last week or while they were doing all the, uh, which was so powerful that whole funeral and everything. But um, yeah, absolutely, was there, I wonder if the corgis were starting to people were seeking out corgis, especially over in the UK and maybe over here too. When they found out the Queen, like me, I didn't know, and all of a sudden they saw a corgi and they fell in love with the corgi. And now you know there's a run on corgis. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Could be. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. There was a run on, I, I'm not going to remember the name, but those fighting, the, those uh, Nemo fish. <laughs> remember finding Nemo? That, uh, yeah, right. I, right? I mean, like, they were flying out of pet stores. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same kind of thing was happening. They didn't get, they're, they're like very aggressive fish. And they were uh, not getting along salt with the water, other, water, the salt, other fish in the tank. So, and uh, saltwater fish are not cheap to keep. And they're right. not, no. those are. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. We had a saltwater tank for years, but um, finally gave it up. But uh, but yeah, like you know, they people do stupid things. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the ducks and the geese. I'm guilty of that. Not with animals, though, thank goodness. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. Well, we'll see what happens with with the legislation. I think it's it's really interesting, and and I know it. Um, certainly, the shelters are supportive of it, and there's a lot of a lot of animal rights people um, on the East End who are supportive of it. So if if the governor signs it, we'll we'll see what happens, and you know, and maybe it does have an impact on 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 the puppy mills and and where these stores are are getting their their animals, and you know. 
it, in the end, you, you just want to see, you know, you want to see the animals, um, you know, healthy and taken care of. And you want to see people um, adopting animals into their family and, and yeah. all that. So now I want to go watch uh, Best in Show, uh, Christopher. <laughs> That's a great movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Two left feet. <laughs> you yeah, right. Left. <laughs> you are listening to Behind the Headlines on WLIWFM. I'm Bill Sutton from the Express News Group. My co-host today, Annette Hinkle from the Express News Group. We're joined by Jessica Mackin from James Lane Post, Denise Civiletti from Riverhead Local, and Brian Cosgrove from right here on WLIWFM. Denise, some exciting news uh, happening uh, in Calverton this week. It looks like we may... Uh, we we may be getting um an air cargo hub um at the at the former um uh Grumman site up there, correct? Uh well, I mean that is what is currently on the table. You know, we've had um a contract to sell um the we the town of Riverhead has had a contract to sell essentially all of its remaining vacant land out there, all of which is zoned industrial. Um about uh, 1,644 acres. Yikes. To an, uh, yeah, to an, an affiliate of um, the Triple Five Worldwide uh, Group, which is best known for its uh, mega malts. Um, and maybe most infamously in recent times for the American Dream Mall in um, New Jersey in the, at the Meadowlands, which um, had struggled to get completed under a couple of prior developers in which these folks uh, came in and, and have mostly completed. And, um, and then when they started to open it, that was right when the pandemic struck. So they suffered massive uh, financial consequences as a result of all of that, because it was an immensely um, expensive proposition. And in the meanwhile, they purchased or they got into a contract to buy that land in Calverton from the town of Riverhead for uh, $40 million, which um, is actually a, a bargain price because, uh, well, heck, you have houses selling out on the South Fork for that amount. Yeah, single <laughs> But, you know, it's like $24,000 an acre for industrially zoned land that uh, right nearby more recently is sold on open market for, you know, a couple hundred thousand an acre. So, it's um they've got a good deal and um they came into the town talking about bringing aviation and aeronautics back to long island and um you know aviation technology um you know the the heyday of, of grumman and manufacturing and you know the restoring the glory of all of that uh on long island which has you know that industry has that manufacturing industry has largely left the, the region um Gr and, Grumman, uh, which which built airplanes and worked on the space shuttle and um, uh, the the lunar the, uh, the, lunar uh, the, I'm sorry the lunar, lunar lander the, the LEM yeah uh, but but um wait yeah pre space shuttle but like you know yeah I mean they built uh, fighter jets and tested fighter jets for the U S Navy for decades over there and uh, the Tomcat and A four and stuff. Um, so, you know, it's very like, you know, story history of that company and, um, you know, and that and and what they did there. And in Bethpage, of course, they did a lot of groundwater pollution, too. But, you know, anyway, um, <laughs> so we um, so this company is buying this land or uh, in the process of it. And uh, they have just recently revealed their updated plans, which uh, they are calling it the uh, Calverton. Uh, aviation and technology that's the business name innovation hub uh. Uh, but everything that they spoke about at a, a meeting the other night um is um all about these logistics buildings um that are going to be built um along the runways and they're going to be designed and they had drawings and things we have one of them up on our website um to accommodate air cargo um, traffic. So the idea behind this is to provide on Long Island something that's not presently here, and that is um, an airport that can handle air cargo that's going to off be offloaded into these large um, 
logistics warehouses that are then going to ship uh, the goods out by tractor trailer to these logistics, these so-called last mile distribution centers that are popping up all over. Right. Um, They've and, got one right. in, one in uh, Amazon has one in Shirley and just built one in in West Hampton at Gabreski Airport. And I think this may concern this may ease the concerns of some people in West Hampton who were worried that, um, you know, that Amazon might have flights starting to come into the airport there with the cargo, which is denied under their permit. But you never know what would happen. Well, yeah, but, I mean, a- Amazon is actually building its own um, air fleet. Right. Air cargo, its own air cargo fleet, right? Amazon Air. Um, but, you know, it's so many different companies because of the online shopping, right. et cetera, at, which exploded during the, the pandemic and I don't think is ever going to reverse, you know. Um, there's, there's, yeah, UPS, FedEx, and other smaller airlines that run these these planes. Um if they're if they're coming to downstate New York, they're landing at JFK, and um, then from there being trucked or or Newark, and from there being trucked out to these last mile centers, and you know this would make it a lot easier to serve those facilities. And to be sure, we've already got over a million square feet of these big logistics buildings, um, at, you know these logistics centers proposed in Riverhead. Uh, outside of this, uh, yeah. you know, and so, you know, th- these folks see that need. I mean, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, it com- makes complete sense. And, you know, they want to fill that need. And this, they see this as, a, as their engineer said, a tremendous opportunity. What's, um, what, what's the temperature of, of, of the town officials on this? And I imagine public hasn't had a big chance to weigh in yet, but you're talking about a lot of big planes coming in every single day taking off potentially yeah i mean you know so excuse me i mean that remains to be seen uh bill frankly you know this has not been this was the first time this was publicly discussed yeah Um, when these folks appeared before uh the town board in the past they talked about um other things like you know this was not really something that was presented and um you know it's they're they're gonna have to get a site plan uh approval at the very least and uh, you know there there's going to be some public uh input there is i would imagine likely going to be some review under the state environmental quality review act um because i don't think that this was contemplated and and assessed in the um, environmental impact statement when the yeah. town rezoned that property. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of work to be done and a lot remains to be seen. Um, who n- knew about this and how long they knew about this before Wednesday evening, I, I still don't know. Um, Wednesday evening was a presentation to the that Riverhead Industrial Development Agency um, because they're seeking um, tax, state sales tax and mortgage recording tax exemptions and um, uh, real local real property tax abatements and uh, we with in an amount and for how long we don't yet know. But this is just phase one A, they're calling it, of this development. It's a million square feet, 600,000 of which will be these uh, logistics um, buildings with an apron for the planes. They're talking about relocating the taxiway to the east side of um, the eastern runway. It's a 10,000 foot long runway. It's a substantial runway. There's a 7,000 foot runway on the site that was um, deactivated by the town. But they said the other night that they are planning to use both runways for cargo and they also said and testing i'm not sure exactly uh, what they referred to there uh, the town also uh, rehabilitated an old rail spur the old calverton rail spur uh, that comes into that site and um, they are also planning a 400,000 square foot uh, logistics rail depot there so um you know a lot of interesting things happening there i mean there's well, i mean you know, 
all this wouldn't necessarily be out of character, right? I mean, if, if they talked right. about bringing in aviation uses and, and all that, it is an, a, technically a, a, an old airport, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so if yep. these cargo planes coming in, maybe that makes a lot of sense. It's a, um, maybe it's a boon for the area. It could provide a lot of jobs. Um, I'm just, I'm curious about, you know, the noise aspect. I mean, they're saying this first phase, like this first, this first bit of construction um, would provide a minimum of, according to their economic analysis um, of a thousand jobs, 1,047 jobs. And wow. they, you know, they had numbers for the income, et cetera. And that doesn't count. That's not counting construction jobs. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would have a tremendous impact. Um, and um, you know, this again, full build out 10, 10 million square feet. They can't really, they, they know they were going to build, they want to build another um, six, no, 600. Yeah. Another, another 600,000 on this side of the runway. Um, I think I may, I may be misstating that. I should probably just look at the story, but they're going to build more logistics buildings on this side of the runway. And also then there's that uh, rail depot. And then there's another, and that's going to equal uh, a million, sorry. And then another 9 million on, on the other runway. So I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. I mean, <laughs> so, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just yeah, I and this also speaks to, to our, our culture a little bit too. And, you know, Denise was saying that, you know, so, so this, this feeds the, the online businesses and, and the delivery businesses and, you know, and all that. And we've seen that impact on local mom and pop businesses on, on the East end for years. And so we build this facility so that you can get your, uh, your Amazon widgets, you know, 12 hours earlier, if you're paying for prime and, um, you know, and all that, but, but it does have a, an effect locally, right. When, when, when everybody's buying everything online and, you know, and having it delivered and certainly there may be some benefits, but, for the mom and pop store owner, it's not a it's not a great thing. And and I mean, there's a lot of other impacts too with this the whole operation that you're referring to there that um, not insignificant uh, are are air pollution impacts um, right. because you know uh, so until they can convert their fleet their delivery fleets to uh, vehicles that don't emit uh, particulates and other you know and fumes. Um, People are suffering air 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 quality impacts and suffering health impacts as as a result of it. So, I you know, I I don't know. I mean, like we're, I, I don't we're, know that I'd want to be of our own desires here. It seems yeah. as usual. So, well, like you said, it's not just going to be the planes. It's going to be you know planes coming in and out all day long, and then trucks going in and out all day long. And make it a a very in, industrial area, won't it? And you know, a, another thing about that site is that, um, that road access and road infrastructure there is really yeah. terrible. It really is. I mean, that is not something that was much of a concern. They had a large workforce there, but people worked staggered shifts and things. And, you know, it wasn't, there, there were not, a, there wasn't a volume of tractor trail 18 wheelers coming out. Like, you know, people right. have to come up, uh, you know, exit 69, Manor, Waiting River Manor Road, or uh edwards avenue and you know there's the the roads are not built for that level of traffic so there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of work to be done in riverhead and the town board has to really get to it and um they they've been lackluster at best yeah uh, i mean this has just been going on for a long time though too i mean decades of what what's going to end up there and what's going to happen there oh right? yeah you want to see some some movement forward, but you, you want to make sure that, um, you know, that it's the right thing. Well, you know, as I, I mentioned before, I think that, uh, you know, the the uh, FAA has uh, from back in 1990 was really pushing to make um, the Calverton site a cargo airport. Um, that was something they were really pushing to relieve congestion from cargo air traffic at JFK. And um Eventually, they backed off. There was a huge reaction in the in the community against it, and um, they backed off. But I don't know that that was a permanent uh, 
truce. <laughs> we shall see. So I, I would imagine that they would support this very much, but I don't know that, you know, I haven't interviewed anybody yet. Yeah. It would be, be interesting to see how people respond to that. Yep. It's behind the headlines on WLIWFM. I'm Bill Sutton, managing editor of the Express News Group, and joined um, was joined by my co-host uh, Annette Hinkle, who who had to uh, leave a little early. Panelists today: Jessica Mackin from James Lane Post, Denise Civiletti from Riverhead Local, and Brian Cosgrove from WLIW. Um, I wanted to talk uh, uh, quickly. We're we're starting to um, to run out of time, but so the surf lodge in in Montauk is is once again um, drawing attention of the state liquor authority. They're, they they've been um, cited in the past for their summer concert series. You know, it's not it's not a very big venue there, but they have these um, really um, um, headlining concert series. Um, there they they've uh, tried to work with the state in the past to kind of control um you know how, how long these concerts can go obviously the neighbors get upset there's all kinds of traffic and all kinds of noise um but once again on september 5th um the surf lodge had a concert by lauren hill um it exceeded the 8 p.m curfew which the state liquor liquor authority had imposed um, when it had lifted a prohibition on live music um, a couple of years ago there. Um, and and immediately the Surf Lodge attorneys offered to uh to pay a thirty thousand dollar fine um to help make it make it go away. Um and the SLA is is, uh, is is saying it's not going to be quite that easy, and they're looking at maybe the liquor license. But it seems to me that uh, that that uh, this is just a, a, a trend I see out here where it's the cost of of, of doing business, and we saw it um, a few weeks ago where there was um, another event in East Hampton Town. It was the Max Mara event where they had a applied for a special event permit to have an event over a few days um, in August, in August, where they had um, um, shopping and uh, uh, food and cocktails and shopping for up to 50 guests throughout the day. They applied for the special event permit. They were denied the permit. They had the event anyway. And then they were fined. Um, I, I think it was a total of, of like, um, Fourteen hundred dollars, fourteen fifty, something like that, which they just paid as as a cost of doing business. Jessica, is that is that the trend out here? Is we're just going to do whatever we want, give us a fine, and we're going to pay it because we're making a lot of money. It's the Hamptons, um, yeah. and and you know, give us a fine, and, and we're just going to do what, what we want. I think that yeah, I think there's a lot of what is it? Uh, ask for forgiveness, not permission, right. <laughs> going on. Um, but yeah, I think with the surf lodge, it was, you know, they went past the, I believe it was an 8 p.m. curfew for the live music. Um, I, yeah. um, and you see, I feel like it's a story that's been, uh, it's happened year after year. Um, so it just, I guess, depends on what the, um, the SLA decides to, decides to put into action because of all the fines. So it's, it's interesting to see how it'll play out. Right. I mean, it's difficult to, I mean, you know, with, with this and the other event, Brian, I, I mean, I, I don't know what what kind of enforcement there can be from the town. Obviously, you know, there's, there's you know, town code violations and all that, and, and you offer them a fine. And look, everybody wants to see, you know, big names come out to the Hamptons for a concert, but, but you have to kind of play by the rules, right? Or you don't. Brian? Oh, I'm sorry. You, you broke up a little bit when, when you were talking. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's all right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, yeah, sure. We, we want to see, you know, big names, little names. We want to see people we like. And you're right. I, you know, it, it was making me think of that scene in Casablanca when the, you know, when the police guy shuts down, you know, Rick's cafe because there's gambling and then they give him his winnings right after. Right. 
you know, it's, you know, I, funny. I watched that the other night. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to pick on the surf lodge or any place else. Cause they're, you know, they're, they, they do no, a lot. I, of, I think this is happening with a lot of businesses. I don't want no, to, no, I don't, yeah, finger that's, why I, that's why I didn't want to specifically pick on the surf lodge, but you know, they've been through a lot of uh, things and they're, I didn't think there were years ago. I wasn't sure if they were going to make it the way yeah. all the complaints were coming down and all the things that were happening. But well, and, and they did and they did do a lot of work. You know, they they put sure. in an septic system and and they you know and and they made a lot of changes to to the business. But then then all of a sudden it feels like here we go again, right? Yeah. Well, it it made, it made me think of. Um, you know, back, uh, I don't know when it was, maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe a little bit longer when I was still living in East Hampton, when the rents of storefronts on Main Street, Newtown Wayne overnight tripled and quadrupled. Right. A lot of the mom and pops had to go out. And then some people started making the suggestion that these big names who are there now don't even care if people come into shop. It's just kind of like advertisement. Branding. People drive down the road and see these big retail high-end stores so it'll, maybe you'll get them when they go back to new york city or out to california so i i think it's come to a point where you know for the most part money wins Oof. they can play the long game yeah you can play the long game if you know not to say that you know people don't have a voice but eventually you know people got to eat yeah Caviar, and, <laughs> and also the people who the people who do the heavy lifting, the people who do the heavy lifting have to eat macaroni and cheese. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to point the fingers, but it just it it feels kind of kind of trendy. That you know, it, it's like okay, you know, we we know the rules, but we we know that if we break them, um, we get the money. Yeah. We can write a check. We'll just write a check. Yeah. There were a few venues in Montauk, right, that weren't able to have music this summer, correct? Um, because of all of the fines, I believe. So I think that, you know, you're seeing a lot of crackdown. And, and I don't know if it's, you know, right or wrong. But, you know, I think yeah. that, that there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what what the town can do at this point. Obviously, the you know the SLA has a has a nuclear option, but I think that they don't like to use that. Um, you know, they hope to get you know places in, in compliance. I guess we'll we'll see what happens next summer. I think we're probably probably done for this year, but um, we are running out of time quickly. So I want to. Um, thank everybody. This has been Behind the Headlines on WLIW-FM 88.3 and 96.9. I'm Bill Sutton from the Express News Group. I want to thank my panelists this week, my co-host Annette Hinkle, who had to leave early. My panelists this week, Jessica Mackin from James Lane Post. Thank you, Jessica. Denise Civiletti from Riverhead Local. And Brian Cosgrove from right here on WLIW. Great show, guys. Thanks a lot. Mm -hmm.